when you heard the news that they were going to make an American version, how did you feel? I was very outraged. Oh, were you? No, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jen Fricker. And I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. And this is Lived It, the podcast where we speak to everyday Aussies and Kiwis who didn't just watch the show or movie everyone's banging on about, they lived it. In this episode, we're chatting to the one and only Michael Theo from Love on the Spectrum Australia. Yeah, he's a standout from an incredible Australian documentary series about the journeys of young people on the autism spectrum as they begin dating. And later on in the show, we're chatting about the brand new US spin-off series based on Love on the Spectrum. And the US version doesn't mess too much with the formula. It follows the journeys of people with autism trying to find romance and navigate the dating world. Before we give away too much, let's have a listen to the trailer. Are you looking for love? Uh, Yes, unquestionably so. I don't want to be alone. I want to find someone. I haven't dated in 33 years. (sighs) You could imagine I have to kiss many frogs to find the right guy. (laughs) Nope. Everyone is different. Correct. Whether you're on the spectrum or not. We are, however, all looking for the same thing. Respect, understanding, and a whole lot of love. My autism affects my social interactions. We're going to Google date topics. Do you see this in bold right here? The stakes are so much higher. (laughs) Through this process, he might find love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My ideal partner would be somebody who can depend on me. We want to depend on each other. To have a lovely lady, that would be an absolute dream. Sometimes it can be challenging to find someone who doesn't write her off based off a diagnosis. Here I go. Sorry, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> you okay? I'm nervous too. I think you are so hot. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, right? Just feels so warm and just so enveloped in empathy and sweetness with this show. I'm so glad that we're talking to Michael Theo today, who have been such a big fan of since the very first season of Love on the Spectrum. Yeah, I feel like the whole world's fallen in love with him. Mm-hmm. He appeared on Ellen. He's yeah. been doing a bunch of different shows, dabbling a bit in acting. He has a huge social media following, and now he's got his own podcast called Mr. A+. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Michael, I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm such a big fan. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you going? I'm going very well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be on here. Oh, we are so honoured to have you. You are obviously one of the standout stars of Love on the Spectrum Mm -hmm. and now it's getting this US spin-off, so we really couldn't think of a more perfect person to speak to. What's been going on in your life since the show finished for you? Well, um, I've been working full time but i'm not really comfortable talking about where i work or the nature of the work that's okay okay. because i like to keep that under wraps for privacy reasons totally fine but i will admit this i'm actually currently pursuing an acting career oh my gosh amazing who are some of the actors that you look up to you know people like um the cast members of brooklyn 99 the big bang theory mon family new girl um the good place. I love that. So you want to do comedy acting and stuff? Yes. Great. I mean, I've seen that you you've kind of made some inroads with some of the cast of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Well, two of them actually. Two of them, yeah. Chelsea Peretti and uh, Stephanie Beatrice. What was that like yeah. meeting them? It was quite a thrill. It was an it was an honor. Yeah. I was actually quite composed when I was talking with them. Really? I feel like I would crumble talking to, like, my heroes like that. 
<laughs> I saw you actually acted out a scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Chelsea Peretti. I did, yes. How did that come about? Well, one of my producers, his name's Cameron, um, he suggested that we do some kind of scene together. It was actually great practice. Yeah, I mean, it's basically an audition for the TV show. Well, technically, the show has ended. Oh, true, yes. Well, well, we have to do an Australian spin-off. Yeah. I I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you'd be the perfect one if they ever did. The perfect actor. But for who? Well, it's up Ooh. to you, I guess, if we're theorising. Which character would you like to play on Australian 99? Yeah. Or Wollongong on 99? Wollongong 99. Uh, which character would you play? Probably either um, maybe Captain Holt or his husband, Kevin. Yes. What do you like about those characters? They're, they speak in a very dry, deadpan manner. They're emotionless and cold and serious and stoic and like a like a robot. Yeah. yeah. I think you've got such a good deadpan sense of humour. It's a perfect thing. Thanks. Yeah. Whenever I see Mark Evan Jackson, who plays Captain Holt's husband, mm. Kevin, I always say to myself, why can't my dad sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a talented actor. He's in um, The Good Place yeah. as well. And he has such a beautiful voice. Yes. I would love to talk about the new American version of Love on the Spectrum. When you heard the news that they were going to make an American version, how did you feel? I was very outraged. Oh, were you? No. That was a that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke. <laughs> Controversial. I, I thought I thought I thought it'd be funny to say something like that and then, then catch you guys off. <laughs> you definitely caught us off. I know. Michael. I was like, oh no. I felt a tingle. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, no, no, no. I was not outraged, no. <laughs> no. I was actually kind of surprised, but also impressed. Because it made me thought to myself. I wonder if they'll encounter somebody who's an American equivalent of me. Oh. Yeah. Do you feel, like, proud in a way that you contributed to that show being made? Yeah, I am, but I just like to, um, again, I just like to be um, modest about about the show and all because I'm just another human being after all. Exactly. After it's all said and done. Are yep. you on the dating scene at the moment, Michael? Not at the moment. Are you interested in all in getting back into it or are you taking a break and focusing on your professional career? That. Yeah. Because, you see, if I had a girlfriend, she would expect and demand a lot of attention from me that I'd have to turn down all these opportunities mm-hmm. and that I'd regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Exactly. Because, to be honest, being an actor gives me a purpose. Being being a son or 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 brother or or someone's boyfriend or husband, all it, all that does is just give me a reason for my existence. Yeah, I think that's really inspiring, Michael, because, you know, to get so much value and worth from yourself and from within and, like, from career, that's so cool, man. Yeah, to have goals and focus yeah. on them, that's cool. And plus, um, acting is one, is one of my top three passions. And your other two passions? Railways and animals. Oh, cool. Beautiful. You're getting not only TV acting, but you're using your voice on this brand new podcast. What's that been like for you? Being on the podcast, it's actually been a lot of fun and I feel honoured. Yeah. I actually enjoy the, the process more than listening to it because I get to speak with that with that person on the other end, but I'd rather 
do it in person. Yeah. yeah. But considering that that we're in different countries, it's a very tough one. I know, yeah. right? I think that you're such a snappy dresser. You wear these great suits and stuff. Do Thanks. you do you have a stylist or is it all you? It's just all me. Oh, can you tell me about your suits? One of them, I have three suits actually. One of them, which is black, is it's more of a sports jacket. Yeah. That means it's um it's kind of more of a casual type of suit. The blue one, the dark blue one, that's um a very formal suit. And the third one, which is a Paul Smith suit, that was given to me as a gift by Ellen DeGeneres. Wow. That's incredible. Tell us about that experience. Yeah. It must have been so exciting. It was exciting. I did say to my parents once that I wouldn't be surprised if Ellen wanted to interview me. And then it came true. Yeah, it did. <laughs> That's crazy. It happened right here in this in this room. Yeah. Being recorded. It happened over Zoom. But the thing is, while well, my mother was outside feeling excited and giddy, I was all composed and cool. Well, you were in a suit, right? Of yeah. course you're cool in a suit. Yeah, I was. I was actually quite honoured to be on a show. The, the farewell season two. Yeah, yeah. Far out. What was it like meeting Ellen? Was it exciting? Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. When I say kind of, um, that's just me being um being modest about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling, Michael. Yeah. I had a feeling was being modest. <laughs> that's because I don't really like to um boast about who I've um met. Well, well that's okay. We can boast about it for you though, yeah. can't we? Sure. Who are some of your fashion heroes? I don't have any fashion heroes. You're your own hero. Uh, sort of. <laughs> I have two signature looks. One of them is suits, ties, and shirts, and the other is Hawaiian shirts. Oh. I love Hawaiian shirts as well. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm on vacation wherever I am. Yes. <laughs> that it would. <laughs> You've met some really amazing people like Abby Chatfield as well. And like we were saying before, yes. the Brooklyn Nine-Nine stars. Who was the most exciting person you've met? Who's made you the most excited? Sorry. Aside from Chelsea Peretti and Stephanie Beatriz, the other two were Shane Jacobson and Susie Porter. I really adore those two. Oh, yeah, wow. They're amazing. And in fact, I keep in touch with them at least once a month. Really? Oh, that's great. I'm not going to mention the, the, meth, the method because that's kind of private. Oh, of course. that's fine. We shall keep it under wraps. Mm. Thank you. I also told them that I, that I really want them to be my parents in something. Yeah, oh. that'd be great in like your sitcom, them being your parents. Perfect casting, I reckon. Yeah, I know. Not only are you very, very popular here in Australia, but you've got fans all over the world. I know. Did you ever expect for Love on the Spectrum and you yourself to be so popular? I didn't. I never thought it would be like this, and neither yeah. did my parents for that matter. Yeah. Well, they're also kind of got gotten very popular. They've got lots of fans too, your family. Yeah, especially my mother. Yeah, everyone loves your mum. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> do people recognize you on the street? Yeah, a lot. And do they ask for autographs? Not autographs, but selfies sometimes. I like doing it with them because it puts puts a smile on their face, makes their day, and makes me feel great because it's a lot better than being ignored. Yeah. Yeah. 
because nobody likes being ignored. No, not at all. Totally. Can I ask, what's it like to be so famous in another country? It's flattering. Yeah. To be honest. But I kind of would like to meet some of my American fans. Have you been over to America? No, just Hawaii. For the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Bahama shirts, to be exact. Oh, we love those Tommy Bahamas. Yep. Do you get a lot of messages and stuff from people overseas reaching out to you? Yes. On Instagram, yes. They just usually tell me how much they love the show, how much they love me and my family and my tastes and my suits and all that. And what's your absolute dream? You know, you're getting more and more popular. You're doing more and more acting, the podcast, obviously. What would be your ultimate dream in life? To become a a professional actor. Oscar winner? I don't know about that, but <laughs> my, my plan was never to become the, the best or the greatest actor of all time, no. My plan was always to be another addition to the world's long list of really amazing performers. Mm. Yeah. One thing I really love hearing you talk about, Michael, is movies and TV shows. What are you watching at the moment? What shows do you love right now? Have you seen any new favourite movies? Well, I'm actually more into television shows than films. Oh, what are the TV shows you're watching? Well, I I don't use Netflix. I actually use a DVD player. (gasps) Michael, this is a secret. I do work (laughs) for Netflix, but I collect Blu-rays and DVDs as my hobby. And that's like my favorite thing in the world. What are you watching on DVD? My DVD library consists of these television shows. Mikhail's Navy, Gilligan's Island, (gasps) I Dream of Jeannie, News Radio, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, Baldy Towers, Superstore. I love it. SpongeBob SquarePants. And also Thomas the Tank Engine. These are some of my favorites. I love classic sitcoms and comedy. I grew up watching Gilligan's Island, Mikhail's Navy, and I always like dreamed of being in that show. I always wanted to be the skipper. He's your favorite too? Yeah, because he's a mental reflection of my dad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You love TV so much. What was it like being on TV? I loved it. Not not for the fame, but because I, uh, it was a very new experience and um, because I just like having the cameras around. Yeah. It gave you opportunity to perform as well. Like I yeah. loved watching you do voices and impressions. I think you've got such a great talent there. Thanks. What's your favorite impression to do these days? Yep, I can definitely do Patrick. Can I hear your Patrick, please, 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 please? Hmm. <clears throat> Property of Squidward Temples. <laughs> That's so good. Don't worry, Squidward. I knew how much you wanted to win, so I had the trophy engraved to you. <laughs> oh, man. It's that so good. Amazing. Thanks. What was it like having the cameras around uh, making the show? Did they feel intrusive or? Not intrusive, not to me, no. But my parent, my dad is kind of camera shy mm. and so is my sister for that matter. My mother didn't really mind, but I just really loved it. In fact, I barely noticed them. And how do you think your life has changed since the TV show? I'm no longer a nobody. and I'm no, long, no Michael, longer invisible. Mm-hmm. I'm now known around the world. Yeah. Michael, what would you say to anyone that is going to watch Love on the Spectrum US? All I can say is if you really enjoyed the Australian version, then you're bound to love the the American version because it was 
done by the same crew, the same producers. Just give it a go and see how it um how it pans out. Well, Michael, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It's my pleasure. We'll see you on the big screen sometime soon. I'm sure you will. Very certain. <laughs> that's a hot tease. That's nice. So I suggest that you keep your ears and eyes peeled. They'll both be peeled at all times mm. now. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm just so stoked for Michael. Like, feel like this TV show really gave the world an opportunity to see who he is, mm-hmm. gave him an opportunity to be an entertainer and yes. share his gift. And like, to perform. And I think that's what's so lovely about shows like these. Mm. Beautiful, wholesome, really thoughtfully made and really elevates the subjects and makes us fall in love with them. Everybody goes through that difficulty of dating and filming it with such a unique take on it, such a unique premise, following people that are on the autism spectrum, it like kind of unlocks the fears that everybody has and shares with dating. The fears of rejection, the fears of things moving too fast, and I think it just beautifully captures it all. I think that's why, I'll be honest, I was a little bit hesitant or you know maybe even nervous about this US spin-off happening because the Australian version was held with such like this tenderness and this sweetness and so much empathy that I was worried that it would become more of a reality show or less of a docu-series. Yeah, I definitely am a fan of those dating reality shows. We've (laughs) talked about them before on this podcast, like The Ultimatum. What I love about this show, Love on the Spectrum and the US reboot, is that at the heart of it, at the end of the day, you want everyone to win. Mm. And I think as well with the US spin-off, Michael even said that it comes from the same crew and the same makers as Australian one. It has the same sensitivity. And mm. I think it is so refreshing. I am in the midst of Love on the Spectrum US right now. And I think it is kind of breaking new ground as well. One of the new cast members of this docuseries is Stephen, who is an older person, he's 63 years old. He's only recently been diagnosed as being on the spectrum in the last few years. And I find it so powerful to be telling this new story about this older person entering the dating scene through this perspective. And it just feels like such a new, fresh take on it, where a show that feels so relevant and modern now, for it even to be going steps further, I think it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, I hope that we see more iterations of it all over the world Mm. and and see what the different cultural nuances are as well. Yeah, I agree. It's such an interesting way to kind of find about culture, about dating culture and beyond. American culture is such dating culture. Yes. In that, you know, with Australia, I feel like we are kind of becoming a dating culture with dating apps and things like that, that the idea of like dating around and meeting multiple people and that kind of thing, it's kind of a newer concept for Mm. Australia, whereas in American culture, it's much more mainstream. So to watch neurodiverse people also navigate that and maybe they felt left out of that at certain points as well. I think it also just adds a new twist on the format that I really enjoyed watching. Especially seeing how someone like Michael has been so embraced and so beloved. I think there's so much opportunity for something like this to really continue and evolve around the whole world. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it for today's episode. Love on the Spectrum US is available now on Netflix. And a huge thank you once again to Michael Theo for joining us on the show. 
And do you have a dating story you'd like to share? If so, shoot us a DM on Insta at NetflixANZ. Leave a review on Apple and Spotify. And why don't you leave us your best pickup line in that review? What's yours? Well, I learned one from Love on the Spectrum watching this new series where he said, hey, you've got something on your face. Oh, actually, it's just your essence of beauty. (gasps) Mm, I love it. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land. And thank you to our executive producer, Priya Tarzade, and our producer, Abby Lenton. And finally, thank you for listening. Goodbye. And see you next time.